Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Such a ridiculous yeah. call. There's a headline this morning that says Falcons Grady Jarrett gets flagged for not levitating above Nick Foles after hit. I don't know what the rule and, and by the way, the officials are gonna get blamed for this, right? Everybody's gonna get mad at the officials for throwing a flag. But the rule was implemented and the officials have an obligation to try to apply it. I don't know what you want a defensive player to do like I'm all for protecting quarterbacks because there's so few of them because their uh, success matters to such a substantial degree the quarterback position but on a play like that and I thought also there was a suspect call on Chris Long uh, for the Eagles for hitting Matt Ryan I thought that I mean he went a little bit low but I didn't think it was a malicious hit to me, the hit that, that happened in the end zone where Foles got a 15-yard penalty, and by the way, it may have cost the Falcons points because otherwise the Eagles would have likely been punting from their own end zone. I don't know what you want him to do there. I don't know that it's possible to hit the quarterback and not land on top of him and drive him into the ground in a situation like that. You can't Matrix-style like pause time spin around and control yourself such that you roll off of the quarterback in midair like the old school matrix trilogy I don't know what else could happen there what do you expect that guy to do I mean you got to hit these quarterbacks big like think about Ben Roethlisberger like how often do you see defensive players as big as they are hit him and it's like he absorbs the play and doesn't go down 
Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Bring in my guy, Lance Taylor, at the Lance Taylor. He does early morning radio down in Birmingham, Alabama. Jocks 94.5, lots of football, NFL, and college to get to him. But the first question is, did you, like me, fall asleep before this game ended, or did you make it all the way through it? I made it to the third quarter, Clay. Uh, 45 yeah. minute delay killed me. Oh, yeah. And look, I just had a long week, and uh, so I was given some advice on how to, to take a different approach to my sleep last night. So there was like a cycle of melatonin. And uh, so I tried it out last night, and I just I, I passed out in the third quarter. But, so the melatonin you know, worked it, for you? It did last night because I, typically I'll take it, and sometimes it'll keep me asleep. But the advice I was given is you take it an, about an hour, hour and a half before you're about to go to sleep, and then you take another one right when you're going to sleep. Yeah. So it's like a double dose, and one will keep you going, and then that second one will kick in in the middle of the night. And it actually worked. I mean, maybe I just got lucky. Um, but My wife swears by it. Yeah, well, I've, I've used it a lot. I've just never used that, like, cycle of the two. But I'm going to continue to do that for a while and see how it works out. But I watched the uh, the divisional game last year, and so it basically was just a repeat of what we saw Philadelphia do to Matt Ryan and Steve Sarkeesian's offense in, in red zone last January. So I, I don't think I missed much. This is pretty unbelievable when you look at the numbers because the Falcons actually moved the ball decently until they got down into the red zone. The Falcons last night had five red zone uh, possessions they scored nine points they got one touchdown and one turnover um, all the Falcons have done and all the emphasis they put on it and of course for people out there say well they got 12 points well, they bombed through one long field goal but again five red zone trips nine points one touchdown one turnover after they've worked on it all off season it seems to me that there's something just not working. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's Steve Sarkeesian. In theory, if you have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, that level of futility should not be possible, should it? No, I mean, it, not only, you know, obviously Julio Jones, you can make an argument, is the best wide receiver in the game. Some people would say Odell, some people go Antonio Brown, but he's definitely a top, top three guy. But you've also got two really, really good backs in Devontae Freeman and yeah. Kevin Coleman. You've got what is an emerging tight end in Austin Hooper. You've got other receivers in Sanu and now a Calvin Ridley who you get in the first round around Julio Jones. You've got a former MVP from just two years ago. It doesn't make a ton of sense. And I think Sarkeesian is the guy that really should take the blame here. You know, I watched this Falcons uh, team down the stretch last year, and it got better offensively, and it seemed to get into rhythm going into the postseason until they hit Philadelphia back in mid-January. Um, but against my Rams – you know, in the Coliseum. I mean, that was a pretty fluid offense. But um, it just – here's the deal, Clay. The Eagles are closers. The Falcons aren't. I mean, go back to Super Bowl 51, and the Falcons couldn't hold a 28-3 lead. And you go back to what the Eagles were able to do in the postseason with Nick Foles, and that kind of spills over to this year. Nick Foles isn't pretty. But the bottom line is he's 6-1 and one under Doug Peterson now. Is the is there any big lasting takeaway? I know we overreact in general to NFL weeks and NFL games, and particularly that's the case when they're signature events, Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, where everybody's watching the same game. Now that this game is over, is there anything that we learned in week one about either of these teams which will be significant in November or December as the season kind of continues? 
I think the only thing that could jump out is, again, Atlanta's inability to close against quality opponents. And you just yep. wonder if they get in this situation again, you know, whether it's against Minnesota in week five or, you know, you go down the schedule and you look at a game against the Saints in November on the road. You know, you get in one of these situations in uh, under two minutes and you need a, a big play from Matt Ryan and you just wonder, you know, mentally where this team is. Um, I think for the Philadelphia Eagles, they're just resilient. And, you know, to me, Carson Wentz will be the best player if he's 100% healthy in this league in the next year or two. I think he's that good. So if you're able to win with a backup quarterback to the level they do, um, that's pretty amazing. Do you think Calvin Ridley's going to have an impact? I had a bet. One of my bets last night was I took a prop bet on Calvin Ridley over 35 yards. Yeah, good bet for me there. He had two targets, no catches. Um is he going to be? I mean, I know he's returning punts, but is he going to be a significant impact player at all for the uh, Falcons? I mean, he did not seem to be a part of their offense at all. Given he's a first-round pick, do you think that will change? Yeah, I think it should change. I mean, I don't know how big of a factor he'd be. I mean, I still think, you know, if you're looking at the wide receiver position, he's still there, your third option. I mean, Sanu obviously is a more polished guy that can do a lot of different things for that offense. Obviously, Julio Jones is is just an elite guy. And then you look at other weapons. I mean, Devontae Freeman's going to be, you know, figured uh, into the offense a little bit more. Again, I think Austin Hooper is an emerging tight end. But I, I do think Ridley will be a factor. They've just got to figure out a way to, to, to get him involved. So I think there were so many penalties called last night, you know, 26 penalties or whatever the final tally was. A lot of them suspect ticky-tack fouls, it appeared. I thought the one that was the most indefensible and I think is going to be being called in a lot of games and it's the officials are going to get blamed, but it's actually the NFL that has created this problem. Did you see the late hit penalty on uh, the personal foul roughing the passer on Nick Foles getting tackled in the end zone where they called the defender for bringing his body weight down on top of Foles? Yeah, I don't know what you do about this, and I don't think it's going away. I mean, obviously they're going to continue to protect the quarterbacks, but I don't know what you do if you're a defender in that situation. I don't know that he could do anything other than what he did. I mean, yeah. you, you're asking him to hit the quarterback and then somehow simultaneously when they're in midair, <laughs> roll off the top of him and not land on him. Like, first of all, from a pure safety perspective, if you're the defensive player, you want to land on the quarterback, right? Like, you don't want right. to put the, go with all your power and then drive yourself directly into the ground, even if that were physically possible and you could, like, Matrix-style pause yourself in the air and somehow roll off of the quarterback. This, to me, seems to be a crazy rule, and a lot of the officials are going to get the blame, but they're trying to implement a rule which is nonsensical. Well, and the problem is one of these calls is going to cost somebody a game. Oh, certainly. And we know in a 16-game season the difference between 9-7 and seven and 10-6 and six is extending a season. And unfortunately, and that's when it's really going to get magnified. I don't think there's any doubt at all. All right, let's leave behind this game. Well, let me ask you this. It, and this, I think, is a tough question. The Colin Kaepernick ad ran last night during the third quarter. Supposedly, Nike is going to run this ad during a lot of NFL games. And I asked this question on the show yesterday, and I don't know that there's an easy answer. Is it possible that Nike paying Colin Kaepernick millions of dollars takes the pressure off the NFL, or will this ad and Colin Kaepernick being back in the center part of the story of football put more pressure on the NFL relating to him? How does this play out? Yeah, I think it actually it's it's the latter. I think it keeps his face out there. 
and therefore the conversation continues. Colin Kaepernick, why is this guy not on the roster? I will say this, though. I think quarterbacks are getting better in this league. If you go back two years ago, it was hard to find 12 to 15 quality quarterbacks. And I think you can really go 20 deep now. And again, you've got another example of Nick Foles winning a, a big game and now 6-1 and one as a backup quarterback. So there's more depth at the quarterback position. If you would have gone back a couple of years ago, people really would be scratching their heads, how is Kaepernick not in this league? But his biggest problem is, and we all know this, talent's going to outweigh all. Say what you want. And I know you've argued this for the last calendar year plus. If Colin Kaepernick was that talented, he'd be on the roster. But I do think because there is more exposure for Kaepernick, there are going to be people out there um, that are making the argument, why is he not still in the league? We're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor. All right, let's pivot into existing college football and NFL games coming up. What do you like the most? It's kind of a weak college uh, football calendar. we got Georgia going on the road against South Carolina, Stanford uh, going uh, to host USC, only two top 25 matchups to, uh, tomorrow in college football. How do you see those two games breaking out? Uh, right now, you know, Stanford's a team that I have in the college football playoff. Now, watching them last week against uh, San Diego State, they, you know, got dominated in the first half of that game. But David Shaw made a lot of adjustments. Uh, Bryce Love was really bottled up, only 29 yards. But I thought Jake, uh, J.J. Costello, or K.J. Costello making plays on the perimeter was the difference, obviously, in that game. And J.T. Daniels will get his first career start. Won't be a hostile environment because I didn't realize Stanford doesn't start classes for a couple of weeks. Um, I like USC in this spot. I, I was a little surprised the number was as light as it was coming out of three and a half. It's gone up to five, but I see, still think you're getting value here with USC. USC's got a ton of athletes, uh, skill positions, and you know I could see that one be a track meet. But I, I like SC plus the uh, the five in that spot. And what about Georgia going on the road at South Carolina? Are you buying into Jake Bentley as a difference maker for Will Muschamp? The defense being able to make some plays against this Georgia offense, or do you think Georgia is quite a bit better than everybody in the SEC East? Because this will be, honestly, one of their biggest challenges in terms of individual play on the road. You know, um, again, Georgia looks like a mini Alabama, what Kirby Smart is developing there. And obviously in year number two, should have won a national championship. You look at South Carolina, 2-26 and all-time versus teams ranked in the top three. They haven't had a lot of success in this spot. You've got a new offensive coordinator there and Brian McClendon who wants to pick up the tempo, and you've got weapons. I mean, Debo Samuel is not only one of the best weapons in the SEC, he's one of the best weapons in college football. And I do think Jake Bentley is an experienced quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think this is an opportunity, South Carolina catching a lot of points. I don't think they win this game, but I'll ask you this, Clay, because I know you really pay attention to the 3.30 Eastern time CBS window. When's the last time we had a good CBS game in that in that window? I think it was Florida Tennessee last September. We've seen They've nothing but blowouts. A lot of bad picks. Um, I'm on Georgia here. I mean, sorry, I'm on South Carolina here, and I yeah, also kind of right like the. You. I, I think this will go down to the wire. I think Georgia will ultimately win this game, but I think we get a good game. Yeah, I think we're going to get a good game. I also like the under. I think I understand like the idea of, oh, South Carolina is going to open it up. I mean, Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart, former teammates of Georgia, they're defensive coaches. I think ultimately both guys have really talented quarterbacks, and uh, and they're going to draw it back, and it's going to be a tight, low-scoring game. We'll see exactly what happens. I think Georgia wins, but I think it's uh, uncertain coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter. All right, there will be a ton of NFL games obviously taking place on Sunday. 
Uh, you've got NFL Sunday ticket. I'm sure a lot of our viewers and uh, listeners out there will be going to watch games at bars and everything else. If you had to pick a couple of games that you love that you think are going to be the best in the NFL, what kind of jumps out at you about the NFL slate? Well, you know, I'll start out with the early window. And Deshaun Watson, that Houston offense was popping before he goes down with a season-ending injury last year. And I do think, along with Jalen Ramsey and what he told GQ, I think uh, that Deshaun Watson is a guy that will win an MVP eventually in this league. This is a great test for this Houston Texans team that finally seems to be healthy on both sides of the ball going into New England. Um, I think this will be a great game, and I'm not going to be surprised if Deshaun's able to put up enough numbers. And De- DeAndre Hopkins is another one of those wide receivers that I didn't mention. Uh, major weapon for Deshaun. I'm not going to be surprised at all if the Texans don't go on the road catching six and a half in this spot and beat New England outright. I think that's going to be a tremendous early, early game. You look at the late games. You know, one that really intrigues me is Dallas at Carolina. I don't know what to expect from Dallas. Two years ago, they were 13-3 and with Dak Prescott as a, a starting quarterback. Um, and Zeke Elliott, um, what he was able to do his rookie season out of Ohio State. Carolina should be improved this year, but that's a weird number to me. I don't know why Carolina's only a three-point favorite. So, uh, to me, that tells me it's going to go down to the wire. And then I think even the Sunday night game with the Bears – in year one under Matt Nagy, I think they're going to be much improved. And you look at the defense now getting Khalil Mack with Roquan Smith. Um, I think Chicago's going to be an interesting team this year. And Green Bay with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I think that'll be a great game. If you had to take one of these guys for the next several years, and you just hit on a game that I think is really intriguing, the Panthers going up against the Cowboys, would you take Cam Newton or would you take Dak Prescott? I still think I would take Cam Newton because I don't know what to get out of Dak. And maybe it's unfair for Dak because he didn't really have the weapons last year outside of Zeke, who was suspended for four games. Don't know if he's got any weapons outside of Zeke this year. But Cam is maybe inconsistent to the best way to describe his career so far. But we've seen Cam at his best. And his best is winning an MVP and taking a team to the Super Bowl. And I know Dak was close a couple of years ago, um, but I think I would have to play Cam moving forward. All right, last question for you. Um, Actually, I want to go back to college football. Is Clemson head and shoulders above uh, Texas A&M, or do you think this game is close down in College Station? And the reason why I ask is Jimbo Fisher, obviously, has been going head-to-head with Dabo for a long time as uh, as the head coach of Florida State. These guys had a lot of wars. Uh, Jimbo is going to know everything that Clemson is going to do. You got A&M around 12.5, 13-point underdog, I believe, most recent number I saw. Going to be a crazy, rabid Kyle Field. Jimbo Fisher, opportunity to kind of send a message about what his Aggie team is going to be about. Is this a game worth paying attention to, or do you think they're much better? Yeah, I think they're much better, Clay. We'll see. I, You know, I wasn't a huge fan of Jimbo at Florida State. Obviously, he wins a national championship, but I think he did it with – a player in Jameis Winston that you see every 25 years. Um, Jimbo is 4-4 four and four against Dabo, but it seems like these are two ships going in different directions. Texas A&M's got some talent. I just don't trust the quarterbacks right now. I think Kellen Mond's got more upside than Nick Starkle, uh, but I still think there's a ceiling there. And when you look at what's going on at Clemson, Kelly Bryant's a good, solid guy that's athletic, and then you've got a guy like Trevor Lawrence who's going to be the future of this program. And with that Clemson defensive line, I just think A&M's going to have a ton, a ton of trouble scoring against this Clemson defense. So I do think, you know, Clemson will win an ugly game like 27-10, to 10, but I don't think A&M's got any shot. Outstanding stuff as always, LT. You can follow him on Twitter at the Lance Taylor. Listen to him, 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. they got a great show down there, Ryan Field and uh, Jim Dunaway. Appreciate uh, the time, my man. 
Yeah, let's win some money this weekend. Ryan Brown, I should say. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. When that lightning delay happened, I was like, oh, man. That's, I I just, you know, like when it's already going to be a late (laughs) night start, and I'm sure there are a lot of people on the East Coast who also felt the same way, that's not an ideal way to start the NFL season with a 45-minute lightning delay. Let me say this, too, by the way. When I was growing up, there were no lightning delays. Like, I remember being in football stadiums, like the lightning is literally almost striking the the aluminum uh, stands, and they didn't change anything, right? Like, I don't know when this lightning delay business started, and it's probably smart, but it wasn't that long ago that you would just sit up there in the cold, you know, blowing rain with lightning strikes going every direction all around you, and they didn't even think about stopping the game. Well, they also used to let us sit in the back of pickup trucks on the freeway oh, and I drink mean, out of rusty all, hoses and lots of other things. I did that things. all the time in the back of the yeah. pickup truck. I was thinking about that the other day. First of all, if I put my kids in the back of my pickup truck, I would be terrified that they would just jump out. Like, I have no faith in, like, my kids not getting – or get in a fight. Like, I've got three boys, so they'd just be wrestling, rolling around. Like, I can only imagine that. And a second part of that, like, I feel like you would get arrested if you did that now. We used to do that all the time when I was a kid. Bunch of kids in the back of the pickup truck on the interstate, you know, not even on just a normal road. And I feel like they would not even just pull you over and give you a ticket. I feel like they would pull you over. And if you were a parent and your kids were in the back of the truck now, you would probably get arrested. Don't you guys think? How about right, riding the back of the ice cream truck when he used to pass by? <laughs> oh, you used to oh, just hold, grab on it on to it. hold on to it in the back? Yeah. Free ride? Free ride. That was fun, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Like The ice cream guy came through my neighborhood the other day, and my kids were so excited to see him. Are there not as many ice cream trucks as there used to be? I, I think there's Is apps that- now, probably. Apps. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, kids can <laughs> oh, just buy ice cream on apps. I don't know what's happened, but it used to be the ice cream truck guy was a big deal when he would drive through your neighborhood. I don't. It happened once in like the five years. There are three, almost four years that I've been in my current house that the ice cream man has ever come through. My kids yeah. didn't even hardly know what to do. The only thing I see now is food trucks. That's yeah, you know been the craze for the past few years. Yeah, they've kind of replaced the ice cream trucks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm going to brag. I'm a genius. You need to listen to me more frequently. I went 10-4 and four on the gambling picks last week. I'm going 12-0 and 0 this week. Cue the music, boys. Guess who's back? It's time. A.K.A. Mr. Make It Rain on the move. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich. Including the legendary, famous, well-known, talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood. Bank. Guaranteed. All right, boys and girls. Tap the vein. I'm about to make you rich. Every single final segment on Friday. It's the Outkick Gambling Picks. On a roll, 71% winners last week. This week, what you got for me? You might be asking. Get your pens. Get ready. Here we go. Mississippi State at Kansas State. It's going to be a bloodbath. I love Joe Moorhead. I love Nick Fitzgerald coming back for State. They are going to score a lot of points on Bill Snyder and his 853-year-old head coach record. There's going to be a party in Stark Vegas with this one. Mississippi State goes to 2-0. and They win by double digits. UCLA at Oklahoma. I love Chip Kelly. I think eventually he's going to make UCLA football great again. Unfortunately, it ain't going to be this weekend. 
Kyler Murray and crew in Oklahoma, it's going to be another bloodbath. Over 30-point win for Oklahoma. Take the Sooners. Kansas at Central Michigan. Kansas has lost, and I'm not sure this is an official statistic, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate, 1,464 consecutive road games in their football program. They are going on the road against Central Michigan. They are less than a touchdown underdog. Central Michigan is going to boat race them. Take Central Michigan big. Memphis at Navy. Take Memphis to cover. And here, tap the vein, boys and girls. Tap the vein. The over is going to hit over 70. The blood bank guarantee. Listen to what Memphis has scored against non-Big 5 opponents in their last seven games with Mike Norvell, their head coach. 70, 66, 41, 55, 56, 42, and 66 in their last seven. Navy gave up 59 and 428 yards passing to Hawaii while also scoring 41 themselves. They've had to travel all the way back across the country. It ain't going to be pretty for Navy. Memphis covers, and they post a big number. Arkansas State at Bama. I'm going against the tide here. Uh, against the Tide's history of not covering in Week 2. They cover against Arkansas State. Tua is a monster. Uh, Clemson at Texas A&M. I love A&M plus 12 with Clemson going on the road. Wyoming at Mizzou. Pay attention to the weather here. It's now going to not be that bad. Mizzou is going to blow out Wyoming. Drew Locke, four or more touchdown passes. Georgia at South Carolina. I love Carolina plus 10 and the under. Uh, and Maryland at Bowling Green, I love the over. Maryland at Bowling Green, Arkansas at Colorado State, the over as well. That is 12-0. If you want to see the write-ups on all of these, you can go to my website, outkick.com. You will be ready to go, and you will be excited to be 12-0. Boys and girls, have a great weekend. Get rich with the picks. Tap the vein. Blood Bank guarantees coming in. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.